0: Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future, with Dr. Bill Choby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Choby. Hello again, Dr. Bill Chobik, uh, about Liberty Lights. I believe this is episode eight. It's been about two weeks since we've spoken last. um, Part of what we're going to talk today about is some contemporary uh, threats to our liberty. And um, I want to remind you that uh, I do have a book on this, Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. It's available at Ewing Publishing, E-W-I-N-G publishing.com slash uh, forward slash bookstore. And you can contact me at info at dr. Bill Choby uh, There's been a lot of things that have happened in the past couple of weeks that's a uh, great concern to me in terms of our Liberty. It's become more and more apparent by these assaults, well, these so-called indictments against uh, former President Trump, that this has nothing to do with criminal activity. It has everything to do with preventing him from becoming president again. And at the same time, we see the evidence mounts up about uh, all the crimes that the Biden family are involved with, bribery, extortion, um, selling out national policies, using tax dollars to... Uh, get rid of a prosecutor that was on President Biden's son, Hunter's back. This is all very serious stuff, something that I never would have imagined could have ever happened in America in all the years that I've been watching politics. But from a standpoint of personal liberty, we must all be concerned because what has happened is that the swamp uh, largely controlled by the Democrat Party their media counterparts and uh, academia and social media are, are all participants in a very grand scheme to radically change America. Now, I remember, it was Barack Obama who made the promises of hoping to radically transform America, and that his main opposition were people like those in Western Pennsylvania who cling to their Bibles and guns. Well, it's coming down to that. It's a matter of people of faith are standing up against all this uh, illegal activity that's being passed off as being official government actions. But that's easy to say. I thought about this for a long time. And I would see the indictments and the type of laws that are being specified in the indictments. And I've listened to a lot of constitutional scholars and experts in the field and most of them say that there's not much substance to this at all. In fact, it's rather confusing how these kinds of uh, charges could be made based upon the so-called evidence. And in fact, in some cases, they even hide evidence. that could be exculpatory, or in other words, being would prove that uh, Donald Trump is innocent. And that's against the law. But they do it anyhow. They brazenly violate the law. In fact, it's come to a point where I call the DOJ the Defenders of Joe, And the FBI is Friends of Biden, Inc. It sure looks that way. Um, The FBI has been lying about planting agents in Catholic churches who they feel are potentially uh, threats to the swamp. They say it's insurrection, but it's really threats to the swamp. Um, There's been activity by the FBI to plant people in these uh, school board meetings and to make people seem like they're radical, racists, and everything else that's bad in America so they can lock them up. There's um, the people that were on January 6th that were tossed into jail, and literally hundreds of them uh, were thrown there without any kind of uh, legal counsel, no rights to a fair trial or a speedy trial, and many of them are in there languishing, costing them tons of money in their careers, their lives, and families. Direct violation of our federal constitution. So that's why, from a liberty standpoint, from an individual standpoint, we must be concerned, because these tactics are blatantly unconstitutional, and they're designed with one thing in mind, and that is to keep the swamp intact, to keep the Democrat Party in control, and basically bury anything that comes close to threatening that. So what are they hiding? Just what are they hiding? After giving this a lot of thought, uh, I was reminded of um, what had happened oh back in the day of uh um, whenever the american Revolution was happening, and the Battle of Brooklyn, as a matter of fact was uh one that was m- very notable because as a, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but it's a really a wonderful story, even though we did lose. First part of the war um the Patriots were lined up across uh, Brooklyn and anticipating a, an invasion by from the sea by all the the troops that had been stationed in staten island and their the goal was to drive the patriots out and uh they came on and and they were there was a confrontation there was a battle and uh according to some accounts the uh, managed to slip in some of the the British troops through the Jamaica Bay uh, road, which then upset or, or challenged the rear line of the, the Americans, driving them back to the boundary, or the shores of the east river and When all seemed lost, George um, Washington, through the course of the night set up sentries and fires to make it look like the army was settled into the night when in fact he used the marble headers. Uh, rowing expertise which is Marbleheaders were were seamen from massachusetts who were well able to handle the, the large barges and boats and they ferried the american army off of the east river boundary of brooklyn into manhattan and as the morning hours came it was certain that a lot of our troops would not be able to get out in time and the Brits were not that far away that they couldn't see what was going on. But through the hand of Providence, as George would say, a, a deep fog came across the East River, and it was so dense that you couldn't see your hand in front of you. <laughs> in front of you. And that fog totally protected the evacuation of the American soldiers from the uh, uh, Brooklyn into Manhattan. George Washington stood there on the banks. He was the very last man to leave the uh, the shore of Brooklyn for the safety of Manhattan. And they were successfully able to get the whole army across the river. Of course, the Brits were totally humiliated by it and they took it out on the local people. Now, if you ever go to Brooklyn, um, I would encourage you to look for a, um, there's a monument there. It's called Fort Green Park Monuments. Fort Green, and it, it's uh, subtitled Prison Ship Martyrs Monument. And Fort Green was named after Nathaniel Greene, who was second in command of George Washington. But this monument is there. It's, a, it's this 100-foot-wide granite staircase and, and a column 149 feet in height. It was uh, placed in... Uh, marks the site of a crypt of more than 11,500 men and women known as the prison ship martyrs they are buried in a tomb in a brooklyn naval yard and this is um the thousands of captives that the british took in brooklyn and elsewhere they were simply put out there on these ships left to die disease, no water. They were just left to die. And then when they died, they were sort of tossed into the river or they were hastily buried along the shore. That kind of thing. I think of that and how the Brits um, treated these people without due process or without uh, uh, an opportunity to go to trial or Uh, Cruel and unusual punishment, but that's where it was. And these are the things that led to the creation of the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights that protect us today from similar action by our government. But yet on this so-called insurrection that uh, the left claims occurred on January 6, 2021. They took a lot of people, three or 400 people, and just threw them in jails. And they didn't give them any due process. I mean, they fed them and they watered them, but but essentially they were the same thing. They were just tossed in there without any charges, and gradually some of them would come out, and they were put in front of a judge. And incidentally, the one judge that now is supposedly presiding over these charges against Donald Trump, she was uh, she's one that judged these people and and cast a, a sentences upon them that exceeded that of which what the prosecutors themselves ask. That's cruel, unusual punishment. This is the same judge appointed by Obama who's taken upon herself to put herself above the law to put harsh penalties on people who were there on uh, January 6th for whatever reason that exceeded the recommended punishments. Here, this is where we are today. Prison Ship Martyrs Monument. If you ever go there to Brooklyn, look it up. You know, you can see so much about today and looking at our old history, but this is what the Democrats and the DOJ or the Defenders of Joe, the FBI, the Friends of Biden, Inc., are doing to Americans, everyday Americans, and they're defying our liberties. We have to stand against this. And I've said before, and I'll say it a thousand times, there's only one thing we can actually do, and that is to vote boycott the entire Democrat Party. Because I don't care who they are. Their intent is to stick together when times get tough. And that means that you lose. Now, um, something else came to mind this week. Cause I was just sort of pondering about all of the things that were going on against get rid of Trump. Of course, we know that there were articles of, of impeachment filed this week against Joe Biden. We all know that this guy's he's taking between 20 and $50 million for himself and his family. And he doesn't have to be standing there in a video with, Putting money in his hand to be guilty of taking bribes. He's sending it to his family, and then it's, it's part of a problem. And we also know that different things that he had done was make uh, people scratch their head, like the Chinese balloon that flew over a lot of our military installations before he finally had a shot down over the water. Those are situations that defy or, or threaten national security. I mean, national security means your house, my house. Who knows if we get attacked by the Chinese, uh, what's going to land on top of our house? If the, the president's not willing to protect our borders. And, of course, we know what's going on between Mexico and here and the border down there. So what kind of, um, where do we start with this in, in terms of laying out the opposition argument? Uh, it came upon me today to talk about the Hatch Act. And I'm sure most of you just know how the Hatch Act is. I'm really sort of kidding. But back in 1939, it was passed and signed by Eleanor, or Franklin Roosevelt, which basically um, said that, uh, and I'm going to just read this to you. This is off the web page of the U.S. Office of Special Counsel and Federal Employee Hatch Act information. You can look it up yourself, osc.gov, et cetera. Here's what it says, quote, except for the president and vice president, all federal civilian executive branch employees are covered by the Hatch Act, including employees of the U.S. Postal Service. Even part-time employees are covered by the Act, and all employees continue to be covered while on annual leave, sick leave, leave without pay, or furlough. However, employees who work on an occasionally regular basis who are special government employees, as defined by 18 U.S.C., are subject to restrictions only when they are engaged in government business. Federal employees fall into two categories under the Hatch Act: further restricted and less restricted. Uh, I should really have given you a, a, an overview here before I launched into who can who can and cannot engage that. But it was passed in 1939, and it limits certain political activities of federal employees, government employees who work in connection with the federal-funded program, who are the state or local or DC. And our purpose is to ensure that federal programs are administered in a nonpartisan fashion to protect federal employees from political coercion in the workplace and to ensure that federal employees are advanced based on merit and not political affiliation. So they're not allowed to get involved with political activities. Right. All right so now let's go back to where, where I started. and uh, <laughs> The backtrack just a little bit. Now they say that the, uh, there are certain uh, restricted employees and there's some that are less restricted. But under the less restricted, these are people like the DOJ and all of that. Here, they're um, FBI, those kinds of things. And uh, those, let me just read the list for you here. Nope, that's not it. Oh, here's who are further restricted. Again, I'm reading off the OSC page. And who are restricted employees? Here we go. Uh, Restricted employees are those employed in intelligence and enforcement type agencies, except employees appointed by the president by and with the consent of the Senate. More specifically, further restricted employees are employed by the following agencies in the following positions, Federal Election Commission, Election Assistance Commission. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Remember, that's the Friends of, of Biden, Inc. Secret Service, Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Council, National Security Agency, Defense Intelligence. You get the idea. There's a whole bunch of law enforcement kind of people. Well, now let's backtrack here. The um, Supposedly, these folks are not supposed to be, or they, they're not supposed to be involved with politicking. We know that the Hunter Biden laptop was in the hands of the FBI in December of 2019. They knew it was authentic even then. But prohibited activities um, under the Hatch Act would say that they cannot engage in political activities that affect elections. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, did they not do that? Did the FBI not do that? Um, did they not engage with the media when they said that the, the laptop was Russian disinformation and that did they not meet with social media every week I talk about this upcoming Russian disinformation campaign about Hunter's laptop from December 2019 through october of 2020 when the washington or the new york post put the story out and they debunked it saying it wasn't authentic when they knew that it was is that not engaging in political activity of course it is is it engaging in political activity to go after somebody with basically excuse the pun trumped up laws that's what this whole uh, presidential records act thing. You know, the, the act itself doesn't have any enforcement provisions, but yet they're saying it was, he broke the law. Well, so what? There's no enforcement pro, uh, provisions. the uh, And here, according to, what's the penalty for these people being involved with Hatch Act violations? Well, a dismissal from employment. The employing agency must either remove the employee or forfeit a portion of its federal assistance equal to two years' salary of the employee. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Head of the FBI, kicked out for two years. Wouldn't that be fun, huh? But the point I'm making is that these this is the weaponization of the federal government designed to keep a big secret. And the big secret is that they're up the wrongdoing. And our liberties are threatened by this. Our individual liberties are personally affected by this. Never thought it'd get this way. I think in the end, what's going to happen is, of course, it all shakes out because every time they come up with more of these concocted uh, stories or these concocted, you know, supposed crimes against uh, Trump, it's just they fall apart under scrutiny by anybody who knows what they're talking about. It's really designed to to try Trump in the media. But here's a key thing. Now, the latest polls show that in a head-to-head matchup with Joe Biden and Donald Trump, it's tied. Now, these are probably Trump's worst numbers and Biden's best. So I think the outcome will be pretty well understood. Trump's going to win this thing. But we need the help of every American who's concerned about their freedom. So this is not so much a party thing, but it's an American thing. And we know one thing, the enemy within has been operating within the Democrat Party. The enemy within has been operating within the mainstream media, who's been lying to us about so many things. The enemy in the end is the people who've been censoring social media. They're enemies of so Americans. Why can't we have free speech? Why shouldn't we be talking about these things? These are clear violations. This is the politicians using the power of the government, weaponizing, our major law enforcement agencies in order to destroy political opposition. That's the kind of stuff you see happening over in Russia. I mean, Putin's had tried to get his opposition arrested. If he hasn't already, he's even had some of them killed. Let's hope it doesn't get to that here. Again, if you want to know more about what American Liberty is about, I welcome you to read my book. Or there's even an audio version. Paperback and hard versions you can get through Ewing Publishing, E-W-I-N-G publishing dot com forward slash bookstore. Or you can contact me info at drbillchobybooks dot com. That's D-R-B-I-L-L-C-H-O-B-Y books, B O K S dot com. Love to hear from you. Um, you know, there's some folks out there that are on their, see this relay. Right away, but we're also on Spotify and a bunch of other uh, internet kind of uh podcasts, services. And, uh, but well, I would encourage you to give me feedback so I can know that I'm on the right track and it's just a lot of hot air. Uh, I hope I'm able to shed some light into your ma- eyes and your mind about what we need to do to preserve our country and what we need to do. And that, in my mind, is that just boycott all Democrats. And once they realize we're serious, the power does belong in our hands, the hands of the voters. And then anybody else who's just in our way, we're going to deal the same thing because that's the American way of dealing stuff. We're, We're going to use ballots. We're not going to use bullets or any kind of violence. We're just going to use ballots. But we must get together and stand in a uniform away and just let them know that we're tired of this stuff, we're tired of them breaking the law with impunity, we're tired of them going after people who represent our values we're tired of people being mistreated I'm tired of the use of the prosecution and all the powers of the defenders of Joe at the DOJ and friends of Biden Inc. at the FBI and who knows who else is out there this is going to rip the fabric of America apart if we can't trust our federal government uh, to Justice Department, then it's anything goes. It's anarchy. It's chaos. You know, we often think of the the statue of the woman who's supposedly justice. You know, you see her stand there with the scales of justice in her hands, and her eyes are blindfolded, and she has the scale supposedly level but you may not have noticed that she has one of her breasts exposed, and the significance of that is that there's nothing hidden, there's nothing hidden in justice. We need to be sure that American justice is adjudicated with nothing being hidden yet we see and this this uh attorney general or the or the uh uh special counsel are going after. Trump Smith guy. He's hidden information. We know that the the January 6th committees where they had all this hoopla and this this was uh, Hollywood uh, uh, theatrics about how terrible it was about all these people that were went into the Capitol. Do you know that they destroyed all the records on that? The Democrats destroyed all the records of those hearings that were glared over and blown over and everyone was told it was so positive proof that, that Trump's a bad guy and all these people were, were rightfully thrown into prison just like the prison martyrs in Brooklyn just because they were there. This is how serious this is. Again, my book is on audio. Audio. Podcast. Of course, you're hearing it now it's paperback, hardback, Ewing's Publishing, E W I N G S Publishing.com forward slash bookstore. Please get in touch with me at info at drbillchobeybooks.com. I'd really like to hear back from you. Well, I hope I've put some good thoughts in your mind, and uh, it's nice to be back. Thank you. Goodbye.